This anointed teaching by Apostle David Muluzi is brought to you by God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church. We hope you have an encounter with God as you listen to this message. Well, good evening, family. Good evening, family of God. You're all welcome in today's broadcast. We thank God that this is Saturday of the Passion Week. We thank God that this is a great day. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I trust that you've been having a glorious time this day, even as you have been in your houses. And those that are working, maybe that you've gone to work, I trust that you are well. Well, let us pray. Father, we thank you right now for being with us today in Jesus' name. Even as we share the way, be with us, bless us, Lord. We ask you, Father, open up our hearts that by your Spirit you would reveal your truth in our spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining in tonight in our broadcast. Now, yesterday was the Passover. It was a day that Jesus was crucified. And we thank God that when he was crucified, he was crucified for you and I. You know, that both of us would die. Now, uh, one of the words that he mentioned on the cross was, it is finished. And so, uh, it is finished, what does it mean? You know, now, we, will, we, we looked at it yesterday, but I want to start off from there. But before we do that, let us let me paint you a picture of what happened on Saturday. You know, the actually the action in public domain stopped at three o'clock when Jesus gave up the ghost, when Jesus died at the cross. And then from there there was darkness. At that time, the veil in the temple top. Now this veil separated the holy place and the most holy place, and that only the high priest would go to the most holy place. You know, but when he died, the veil was torn into two from top to bottom. Yeah. And what was behind the veil? The glory, the Shekinah glory of God stayed there. And so, now, but now when he when the veil was torn, the glory left, and anybody could go in without really being killed. But before then, anybody who ventured behind the veil would die, you know, because the presence of God, the glory of God was there. You know, but when Jesus died, uh, the glory left. The Shekinah glory that lit up the whole area left. And now, uh, God was saying that there is access for anybody to enter into the presence of God. And also, the second thing was, you know, this was very much significant and is still significant because God was saying that 
uh, this physical temple is no longer critical. This physical temple is no longer important. You know why? Because uh, 50 days later from now, the day of Pentecost, I will be coming into the temple uh, of human beings. In actual fact, few days after Jesus rose from the dead, and uh, you know, obviously on Sunday, and during his time before he ascended to heaven, he breathed unto his disciples and he said, Receive you the Holy Spirit. Now the Holy Spirit dwelt inside of people. Now the Shekinah glory that was in the temple, now is no longer in the temple, but it's in our bodies. Now this is why it is so important that we, we, we need to understand that right at this point when Jesus died, that was a separation of the Old Testament and the New Testament. You know, the New Testament started or uh, in essence, the New Testament uh, starts at the death of Jesus Christ. And so that is why before the death of Jesus Christ, also the disciples and Jesus himself observed the laws of Moses. Yeah, and they were applicable to them. The disciples, the laws of Moses were applicable. Even though Jesus was talking about the kingdom of God, it's at hand, it's coming near. Yeah, but the kingdom came into place when he died at the cross. That was inauguration of the new kingdom. So we children of God, today Christians, we live our lives according to after the cross. Not before the cross, you know, but after the cross. That's how we live our lives. And so when the veil was torn into two in the temple, God was saying that all physical observations, physical uh, objects that were critical for my dealing with people are no longer essential. You know, because now I've got a new temple and the new temple will be the body of human being. Any person who, who accepts Jesus Christ as his personal savior or her personal savior, now that person becomes the temple of the Holy Spirit. Paul says that your body, don't you know that your bodies are temple of the Holy Spirit? Yeah, so our bodies are temple of the Holy Spirit. God dwells now in us. He inhabits us. So we live but we live with the Holy Spirit in our lives. When we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, now God comes in into our lives and He lives uh, with, uh, with us in our lives. And so uh, that happened now when Jesus died at the cross. I thought of bringing that because you find that Christians are still living their lives according to the Old Testament. You know, but we are in the new dispensation, the dispensation where Jesus now died and established, inaugurated the new kingdom, and that we are to live by the new kingdom. Yeah. And so, in the Old Testament, 
the blood was there, the blood of animals was there, uh, you know, as a means of accessing God. You know, but now when the blood of Jesus was shed and Jesus died, the blood of animals are no longer important, are no longer necessary. We no longer have access to uh, God through the blood of animals. The book of Hebrews tells us that, you know, that the blood of animals only cover their sins, but the blood of Jesus, uh, which is the real uh, thing, now, does not only cover our sins, does not cover our sins actually, it removes our sins. You know, so that's the difference. So the blood of animals are no longer necessary because uh, the blood of Jesus came. Now, in the same way, all physical objects, the temple is no longer necessary. If you go to Jerusalem and uh, you go into the temple, let me tell you, it's good to see the history of where Jesus was and to understand. And I would encourage every Christian really to go to Israel, at least in their lifetime, you know, to see uh, what happened in the Old Testament, what happened in the New Testament, what happened when Jesus was there. It's very much important. But we never go to Israel for spiritual significance. You know, Israel bears or rather the temple in Israel bears no spiritual significance at all. You know, even if you go there and you go, there is a wailing war, you go there and you pray there. Let me tell you, your prayers right where you are now have direct access more than uh, any other place. Going to Israel and praying by the prayer wall does not give you access to God more than you are having access to God right now. And so we need to understand that and, and, and really bring it across. And so it's good to be there, but uh, you know, it does not have any spiritual significance at all. Yeah. Uh, when I say it does not have spiritual significance, what do I mean? I mean that uh, we don't access to uh, we don't access God through now the temple in Jerusalem, but we access God through the real temple, you know, uh, through us. The Holy Spirit comes in our bodies, and we have fellowship with God, uh, with the Holy Spirit who is in our bodies. The real temple now is in us. We need to look after the real temple, our lives, that there is no sin in our lives, that we're living right in our lives. That is very much important. Yeah, and so and also all the ornaments, you know, in the uh, God dwelling, I will be releasing a book uh, soon along these lines, you know. But all the ornaments in Israel, you know, people right from the uh, sixteen, from the thirteen, fourteen, you know, actually uh, ages, people would go to the Holy Land and they would bring ornaments from the holy land from Israel bring stones there bring bones which were believed as bones of the believers now that we know that as relics you know and what happened people started to believe that these stones because they are in my house they've got power 
and uh, these bones because I am having them they have got power now it's the same thing as going to a juju man or to somebody you know and uh, you get a substance there and and now you believe that this it's the same thing it's just that the relics are in the name of Christianity so uh, what happened is uh, we know history tells us that it became now a big thing in Europe when people were going there and some people began to sell those relics and you know they made business now just like uh, it also it's happening today people go there and get uh, materials from Israel and they will label it you know from Israel from the Holy Land and, and thinking that they have any spiritual significance or it, it, it is advancing their spirituality. Let me tell you, it does not. You know, praying as I am and, uh, you know, uh, and praying with a prayer cloth on me, uh, there's no difference. You know, God hears me even as I pray like I am. You know, when I am in my pajamas, God hears me. So going to Israel and getting a prayer cloth does not make me more spiritual, does not have any, actually does not, uh, you know, give me more access to God. And so these are all spiritual things that people were doing and uh, thinking that, you know, this will, will, will give them more access. You know, now, in the same way, you know, everything, it does not matter whether it's stones from Israel, does not matter whether it's swords from Israel, you know, uh, it's whatever, you know, from Israel or holy oil from Israel, you know, or holy water from Israel, you know, it does not matter. All those things are not necessary for your spiritual well-being. You know, let me, uh, let me say it very clearly, you know, that all those things are not necessary for your spiritual well-being because we are living in the new covenant you see the oil in the old testament uh, you you know was there representing the holy spirit but now in the new testament the holy spirit has descended just like we no longer need the blood of animals we no longer need oil from anywhere you know so save yourself from all those things are not necessary you know, as we read the Bible, that's what the Bible is saying. You know, and I know that there is a big question now about, uh, you know, the sick being anointed with oil. Well, that's another study that we will go into, maybe God willing, sometime. You know, God willing, I will be, you know, writing and releasing a book along those uh, lines so that we should understand that we are New Testament believers. You know, and New Testament believers live our lives according to the principles and the precepts of the New Testament. And so that's what happened when Jesus died uh, that Friday. And so some of the important people went to, uh, one of them was, uh, you know, uh, you know, the, the, I'm trying to get his name just now. You know, who came to Jesus, Nicodemus, who came to Jesus at night. And so, uh, you know, it was one of those, they went to 
uh, Pilate and said that uh, Jesus has, has died and we are asking for his body because before uh, you know the Sabbath before Saturday kicks in that is the sunset you know we need to bury his body and so uh, then they took the body wrapped it up it was so much little time left that they didn't apply the necessary embalming, you know, and spices on the body. And so they just read it up, wrap it up, and put it in the new tomb that was never uh, used before. And, uh, and so uh, that is why on Sunday morning, that is after now the Sabbath, after the Saturday, the women went to the tomb to embalm because they never have, have had an opportunity to embalm the body of Jesus. So they went to the tomb to embalm the body of Jesus Christ. And so that's what we see in the Bible. And now the body was in the grave, you know, was in the tomb from Friday night, from Friday uh, evening. Yeah. And so the whole of Saturday, actually the only activity that we see is that some religious people went to Pilate and said that, can you please assign soldiers at the grave? Because this man said that he will, uh, he will, he will be killed and he will rise up after three days. So please make sure that it's just secure the grave. Yeah, and and, and uh, Pilate gave them soldiers and they went there and they were stationed, you know, right there. And so that's the, the, the activity that happened on Saturday here on earth. But now, uh, today I, I want us to focus on what actually happened when Jesus died. You know, his body. I've just narrated to you what happened to his body. Yeah, but his spirit... When it left, uh, it went somewhere. Now, coming back to where I want us to pick up, Jesus said it is finished. Now, if the whole mission of Jesus here on earth had been completely done and accomplished, then after he said it is finished, he would have then just come off the cross and said that all that is done, my blood has been shed, you know, now uh, I can go, you know, I, I've proven to you that I am the Messiah. Jesus would have come off the grave, but he didn't. Now, why didn't he do that? You know, it's because there was still a spiritual thing that he had to do. It was there was still something important that he had to do, and so uh, one time people came to Jesus and they said to Jesus, and so if you have your Bible, let's turn to Matthew chapter twelve. You know the scribes and Pharisees came to Jesus in verse thirty-eight. You know and and said, Teacher, we wish to see a sign from you. You know, verse 39, but he answered them, an evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. 
He says, the only sign that I will give you is a sign of the prophet Jonah. And verse 14, yeah, that's where I want us to, to look at. He says, for just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, yeah, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Yeah. And so, he says, just like Jonah was in the belly of the fish, the Son of Man will be in the heart of the earth. Now, what is the heart of the earth? Now, look here, he does not say the heart of the world. But he says the heart of the earth. And then of course we know if you go to Israel, you go into the tomb, it's not the heart of the earth, definitely. Or to you go to any tomb, it's not the heart of the earth. Yeah, but Jesus said that he will be at the heart of the earth. Just like Jonah was at the belly of the fish. Uh, Jesus says that he's going to be for three days. And at the heart, and three nights, at the heart of the earth. You know, and of course, we know that the earth is round. And the earth is round. And right at the center, uh, the, the geologists tell, tell us, the scientists also tell us that the heart of the earth is hot. You know, and, you know, it's, it's hot and, and uh, it's boiling hot, forever hot. You know, and, and that's where Jesus he says that he will go to the heart of the earth. You know, now, when there is a volcano and hot ash and hot uh, soil burning and coming out of the ground up there, you know, it's, it shows how hot the earth is, That's the, the center of the earth. You know, and so that is actually heaven. You know, people who have seen vision, who have gone, who have gone out of their bodies and they've gone to hell, they never say that I went up. They will always say that I was sucked down into air. Now, uh, that is what we understand. You know, that, the, the, that hell is right at the heart of the air. And that's where it is. Hades, what we know as Hades, what uh, the, uh, the Bible says in, in Greek that it's Hades, it's right at the heart of the earth. You know, that's where it is. So, uh, Jesus says that for three days and three nights, while my body uh, I will be at the tomb, at the surface of the earth, my spirit will be at the heart of the earth. That's where I will be. And so, Jesus went to hell. Jesus went to hell. And he suffered. And that is the reason why he didn't just come off the grave. Because for him to accomplish his mission, he had, his spirit had to go to hell. And he was tormented by Satan for three days and three nights. He was tormented by Satan. And Satan thought that I have overcome, you know, and he was there. 
Now, why did he have to go there? To pay the price. Because the Bible says that the, the soul that sin shall die shall go to hell. So he went to hell, you know, to pay the price. Now, I want us to also look at the book of Acts chapter 2. Uh, we remember that the Holy Spirit came and the Holy Spirit descended uh, as Jesus promised upon the disciples and uh, 120 of them were in the upper room praying and uh, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke in tongues and people, you know, they spoke in tongues, the power of God came, they rolled out, came out of the room into streets and people said that oh these are drunk uh, and and peter stood up and said these are not drunk as you suppose but this is what was prophesied by the prophet Joel that in the last days i will pour out my spirit upon all flesh your sons and daughters will prophesy you know it says that young men will see visions and old men will dream dreams and so he said that this was prophesied that will happen and so he preached now as he preached he then talked about Jesus yeah and so uh, it says that uh, in verse 21 and it shall come except the 2 verse 21 and it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name the, the name of the Lord shall be saved yeah Men of Israel, hear this word. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves know. This Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and the knowledge of God, for knowledge of God, you crucified and killed by hands of lawless men. God raised him up, losing the pangs of death because it was not possible for him to be held by it. For David says concerning him, now he, uh, the prophet now prophesied, uh, or rather talks about what David prophesied about uh, Jesus. He says, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad, and my tongue rejoiced. My flesh also will dwell in hope. Now listen to this. It says in verse 27, For you will not abandon my soul to Hades, or let your Holy One see corruption. It says, uh, God, you will not abandon my soul to Hades. What is Hades? It's hell. And so what does this mean? It means that Jesus' spirit went to hell. You know that what he, he said that for three days and three nights, he will be right at the center of the air. Now here, Peter confirms that this, is, this was prophesied by David. You know that God will not leave the soul and the spirit of Jesus in hell. You know, not in the grave, but in hell. And so, uh, Hades, that's what it is. Uh, and so, 
Uh, that's what we see here. You know, that Jesus went to hell. Now, why did he go to hell? He went to hell so that you and I would not go to hell. You know, and that is why uh, he's the only one who went to hell and came up. You know, he's the only one who paid the price, was punished, and he came up. You know, he, he was punished not for his sins, for he never sinned, but he was punished for my sin, for your sin. He went to hell, and after paying the price, he was released in hell. You know, when the price was paid in full, you know, that's when God said that now mankind, people, can now uh, come to me. Those who appropriate what Jesus did when he went to hell. You know, that now they can come to me. And then now they can be born again. That's what we're talking about, to be born again. That we are now connected with the Father again. We are connected with God again. And how are we connected with God again? We are connected with God again by accepting Jesus Christ. Now, that is why it is the, the, the appropriation of Jesus Christ in our lives, the only way that gets us to heaven. You know, you're thinking of uh, there's no pastor who went to hell and come up and that we can through him be saved. There is no bishop who went to hell and came up and uh, that through him we can be saved. There is no prophet who went to hell and came up that through him we can be saved. There's no prophetess who went to hell and came up that through her we can be saved. There is no human being who went to hell and came up. And so that is why, church, the only way to salvation is through Jesus Christ. And we should never depart from the path that God has provided. And that is the path of salvation, the path of Jesus Christ. And so, as much as you might love me, you might uh, be fond of me, but you know what? I never went to hell and came up. And I don't have a way of salvation. The only way that I can uh, help you with is to point you to a way. And that's why I point you to Jesus Christ. I don't point you to myself, but I point you to Jesus Christ. I want to take your hand, you know, grab your hand, and then I want to take your hand, take it to Jesus' hand, and get you connected with Jesus. That is my purpose for preaching. You know, I don't want you to hold on to me, and I connect you, and I say, I am your savior, I am your hope, I am your, you know, I am nothing of the, all those things, you know, but what I am, I am just uh, there to take your hand and to connect your hand to Jesus Christ. That's why we are preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, to connect you, to draw your attention to Jesus, to draw your attention, to take you to Jesus Christ. That is the whole purpose of our preaching here on earth. 
And that is why I am appealing to you. If you haven't given your life to Jesus, you know that you need. This is the only way. Let me tell you, our own religion, our own tradition, our own thing will never help us. Because in all those things, there is no one who died and went to hell for us. You know, but it's only Jesus Christ who went to hell for our sake. And so it's important that we acknowledge and we see that Jesus is the only way. He said it himself. He said that there is no one who can go to the Father except by me. That is, those were Jesus' ways. And so uh, let us stay connected to Jesus. Let us remain connected to Jesus because it is through him that we receive salvation. Let me tell you, he didn't go to hell just for nothing. He went there because God so loved us that he wanted us to connect to him. And that's the reason why he went to hell. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, let us appropriate what he did. You know, and when we have connected with Jesus, never let go of your hand off from the hand of Jesus. You know, and now be drawn to other things. Remain connected to Jesus because that is very much important. And so, child of God, our hope is in Jesus Christ. Our strength is in Jesus. And uh, our deliverance is in Jesus. Yeah, that we are alive because Jesus went to hell. Yeah. And thank God that is not the end of the story because Sunday is coming. Yeah, and Sunday is great. I'm so excited about tomorrow. Even as we'll be talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the significance of the resurrection of Jesus. Just imagine if Jesus went to hell and never came up. I mean, there wouldn't be any hope for all of us, you know. But the fact that on Sunday he rose from the dead, I'm telling you that that is saying a lot to you and I. That is saying that we are victorious. So I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Don't miss tomorrow, even as we will be uh, sharing this uh, together tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. Tomorrow is Sunday. It's Resurrection Sunday. Tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. Tune in and also uh, in the evening at 17.30, we will also be connecting. You know, and I sense that it, it's, it's just going to, to uh, uh, touch your life, even as we talk about the resurrection of Jesus Christ and what it means to you and I. Uh, and it's going to be great. And how you can appropriate the resurrection of Jesus Christ in your life and you live your life victorious. A child of God, you were meant to be victorious. That's one thing that you should know. You know that as a child of God, you are meant to be victorious. And so, but that is uh, tomorrow. But for today, you know, our understanding is that Jesus went to hell for you and I, that we would not go there. And so maybe if you have not given your life to Jesus, right where you are, I want you to bow your head and say this prayer with me. Even as we appropriate what Jesus did when he went to hell in your life. Say this prayer with me. Jesus Christ, I acknowledge that you went to hell for me 
that I would not go to hell. And today, I thank you that I can receive salvation because you went to hell for me. I ask you, God, that you forgive me for all my sins. Wash me by your blood. Make me your child today. I commit myself to live for you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, God, that as long as I live, I will live for you. And help me to live for you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, you said that prayer, you are born again. You are a child of God. God has come into your life. And God is now your Savior. And I want to pray for all of you right now. Father, bless you every viewer here tonight. In the name of Jesus, I pray that God let faith remain strong in their hearts. In Jesus' name. I thank you that it is well with them that it is well with their souls. I declare and confess that right now in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And so uh, if you want uh, to know more, uh, you go to our website, cfcbulukwane.com and also our Facebook page. It's God's Tabernacle CFC. And you will see a lot of things there and God will bless you. So thank you so much for tuning in tonight. And we love you. Remember, Pastor Luis and I and the whole family, we are always praying for you because we love you. We are always concerned about your well-being. Yes, thank you so much for great testimonies. Oh, yesterday it was powerful uh, prayers and uh, testimonies. You know, all of you who received testimonies and those who shared with me what God did, even as we prayed, thank you so much. It really blessed me. You know, yesterday it was so powerful. I sensed the anointing, the power of God, the glory of God. And thank God that you have received your testimony. And uh, please, I would love to hear more of your testimonies. And it just refreshed my heart. Uh, to see that the power of God is working. So I really appreciate all of you who send me your testimonies. Uh, even if you don't have uh, my number, you go on Facebook and you inbox me on the messenger. I read because I really appreciate, you know, uh, what you're doing. So uh, thank you so much for testimonies and God richly bless you. We'll see you tomorrow at 9 a.m. in the morning same time you know nine o'clock and also uh, where you're tuning where you have tuned in from will be live god richly bless you i love you thank you for joining us during this episode join us next time even as we continue to learn and grow with apostle david muluzi also Visit our website for more at cfcpolokwane.com. God richly bless you.